Welcome to On Course, the teaching ministry of Pastor Hart Ramsey. And the wisdom of God transcends, it lifts you over. Where we offer simple biblical insight into some of life's most pressing issues. Love is a manifestation of strength. The Holy Spirit produces nothing but strength in us. I want to show you. Prepare for the next few minutes to be encouraged, enlightened, and inspired. Let's join Pastor Ramsey and get on course. So things happen in our lives we don't understand and we become frustrated with God, not realizing that God knows things that we could never figure out. So I want to take you through a series of scripture, but I want to begin here. Um, Job is going through the worst season of his life. If you track his story from chapter one, you find he did nothing wrong. You've heard the story a million times. And, and the application of this story to our lives is, is so repeated that we hear it so much that sometimes we tune it out. But the, there's a season of your life that God chooses for your spiritual development. Okay? And there are times that, uh, and I'm going to tell you this, in, in, under normal circumstances, it's difficult to make right decisions. How many of you have been, ever been in a situation where you, you didn't know what to do, you didn't know how to choose? Okay, that's under normal circumstances. So when the stakes are high and the enemy is attacking and things are going on, you're going to make decisions or you, you're forced to make decisions in the dark. Okay? It's easy to become frustrated with God and ask him, what are you doing? But what I, what I want to show you is that God understands things that we don't. So Job chapter 38 verse 1, and the reason I chose this chapter is because after all the talking that's going on in the book of Job, God speaks in chapter 1 and in chapter 2, and then he's, he's silent throughout the, the book until chapter 38. When he finally responds to Job and what he says, I've, I've actually said it to you, but I want you to read it tonight. The Bible says, then the Lord answered Job from the whirlwind. Keep go, I'm going to tell you when to stop rolling, okay? He says, here's what he, the question he asks him. Who is this that questions my wisdom with such ignorant words? The word ignorant it simply means you don't know. Okay, he says, brace yourself like a man because I have some questions for you and you must answer them. God says, you did all this talking. Now what I want you, I'm going to ask you questions that you can't ignore. You can't hit the pass button. You have to answer every one. Where were you, God asked him, when I laid the foundation of the earth? Tell me if you know so much. God, God is throwing, actually throwing shade. He said, who, who determined its dimensions and stretched out the, the, uh, the surveying line? What supports its foundation and who laid its cornerstone? As the morning stars sang together and all the angels shouted for joy, verse 8. He says, who kept the sea inside its boundaries as it burst forth from the womb? I didn't even know the sea came from a womb. And as I clothed it with, the, with clouds and wrapped it in thick darkness, verse 10. He says, for I locked it behind barred gates, limiting its shores. I said, this far and no farther will you come. Here, your proud waves must stop. Verse 12. Have you ever commanded the morning to appear and caused the dawn to rise in the east? Have you made daylight spread to the ends of the earth to bring an end to the night's wickedness? As the light approaches, the earth, uh, the earth takes shape or takes shape like clay pressed beneath a seal. It is robed in brilliant colors. The light disturbs the wicked and stops the arm that is raised in violence. Verse 16. Have you explored the springs from which the, the sea comes? Have you explored their depths? Do you know where the gates of death are located? The, the what? Death has gates? Have you seen the gates of utter gloom? 
Do you realize the extent of the earth? Tell me about it if you know. Where does light come from and where does darkness go? Can you take each to its home? Do you know how to get there? But of course, you know all this. For you were born before it was all created and you are so very experienced. That's called divine shade. The Lord is... The Lord has an attitude. He said, have you visited the storehouses of the snow or seen the storehouses of hail? He said, I've reserved them as weapons for the time of trouble, for the day of battle and war. Where's the, and this is interesting about this because if you study when Hitler was trying to take over the world, one of the things that, that many people don't realize about uh, that entire time is that the only thing that stopped him, no army stopped him. It was the winter. Is that it, and, and, and the historian said it snowed at the, at the most inopportune time. Snow came out of nowhere. And God says, I'm the, I'm the one that did it. Go back to the previous verse. I'm going to show you. He says, I've reserved snow and, and, and hail as weapons for the time of trouble, for the day of battle and war. That's what he, that's, look at the next verse. He said, where's the path to the source of light? Where's the home of the east wind? Who created the channel for the torrent of rains? Who laid out the path for the lightning? Lightning has a path. Who makes the rain fall on barren land in a desert where no one lives? Who sends rain to satisfy the parched ground and make the tender grass spring up? Does the rain have a father? Who gave birth to the dew? Now, now this is the, he said, who gives birth to, to the dew? He's, God, God is asking Job questions and he's using this parabolic form. But what he's saying to him is there are things about life. In general, basic stuff that you don't understand. And, and God is, is pointing him to the fact that this is creation. It's, creation is not made in my image and after my likeness. Creation is put it, all of nature was put here to serve you. So you have much more advanced and more technical and there's more involved. You're more involved than all of this. And if you don't know that basic stuff, you can never know what I'm doing with your life. Verse 29, it says, who's the mother of the ice? Who gives birth to the frost from the heavens? For, for, for the water turns to ice as hard as rock, as a rock, and the surface of the water freezes. Can you direct the movement of the stars? Binding the cluster of, uh, of uh, what is it, Pelias, or loosening the cords of Orion, verse 32. Can you direct the sequence of the seasons or guide the bear with her cubs across the heavens? Do you know the laws of the universe? Can you use them to regulate the earth? Can you shout to the clouds and make it rain? Can you make lightning appear and cause it to strike as, as you direct? Who gives intuition to the heart and instruction to the mind? Who is wise enough to count all the clouds? Who can tilt the water jars of heaven? When the parched ground is dry and the soil ha- uh, has hardened into clouds. And God has gone on and on. He, he, did, he does this for, for three straight chapters. He asks these questions just back to back to back. He's asking all these questions and not waiting for an answer. He told Job, you wanna, he said, you must answer them. And he just starts these, this berate of questions and Job can't answer them. When you flip to chapter 42 and verse 1, when Job, the Bible says, then Job replied to the Lord, I know that I can do nothing, I can, I can do, I know that you rather can do anything and no one can stop you. Verse 3, you ask, who is this that questions my wisdom with such ignorance? And as we said, he says, is it is I. And here's what he said. I was talking about things I knew nothing about. Things far too wonderful, too involved, too, too intense, um, um, too above my pay grade. 
And as we said in verse in four, you said, listen, and I will speak. I have some questions for you, and you must answer them. Verse 5, and here's what Job said. I'd only heard about you before, but now I've seen you with my own eyes. He didn't physically lay eyes on him. You know what he saw? He came to the place where he understood as much as he thought he knew, what he, it was nothing compared to what God knew. And let me tell you, let me tell you what, what, what happens to us, and I want to help you tonight. I'm going to spend maybe about about 35 to 40 minutes addressing this issue with you tonight is going to help you. We have come to this place, many of us in our lives, where we think that we can tell God how to direct our lives. Now, we, we've become so good, we don't just want to direct our lives. We want to direct other people's lives. When the reality is, here's the truth of the matter. The truth of the matter is, I don't even know what's right for me. There's, there's some things I can't, I can't figure out on my own. And, and so now I'm going to talk to you tonight about a word that you've heard. And I want to I take this word and, and open up your hearts to understand it in, under the new covenant. Under the old covenant, we know what it meant. But I want, to, I want you to get a new covenant understanding of this word because many of us don't understand that God is making decisions about us that have nothing to do with our right now. They have to do with our tomorrows. God is, make, God is making decisions. He's taking you through things today to prepare you for what's going to happen 10 years from now. You're learning hardship now to prepare you, watch this now, for another level of hardship. He said, I'm going to go through something devastating. Everybody's going to go through something devastating, but that's not what I'm talking about. God is allowing you to toughen up now so that when he releases you to your assignment and you have to walk through certain doors, you are not soft. And you don't just run away. And when people tell you no, you don't get heartbroken. And when you get disappointed, you don't, you don't flesh out and try to kill folk because you don't get what you want. He's taking you through a season of your life that you have no understanding of, but you're going to need it. And you, you have to trust him. And we're going to talk about that tonight. Okay? So um, Job said, I only heard about you before, but now I've seen you with my own eyes. Verse 6, he says, I take back everything I said. I sit in dust and ashes to show my repentance. Repentance means change of perception. Uh, what's verse 7? Okay, that, I don't want verse 7. But I, I want you to understand this. Um, that whole, those two chapters or portions of the chapters that I read for you are just a backdrop of what we want to talk about. We started this, I believe, on last week, and I want to finish it. Look at Romans 11.33 quickly. I want to do some review. Oh, how great. I want you to read with me. Ready? Lift your voices as best you can. Let's read. Oh, how great are God's riches and wisdom and, uh uh-huh, how impossible it is. Okay, let me explain to you the word impossible. The word word impossible, um, if I'm not mistaken, in the Greek is the word um, adumatai. Okay? And what it deals with is, it's, it's actually two words. It's the prefix A and the word dunamis, um, and it, it deals with power, without power. So it says, how, we, how without power we are to understand God's decision in his ways. In other words, we're powerless. There's, there, there's no faculty that God built into us where we could, we could out without him revealing it, discover what God is doing. There's no way to do it. We're not equipped like that. Unless God reveals it to us, we can't find it out. Okay, the next scripture I want you to put up there is um, Isaiah 40 and 28. Isaiah 40, 28. Have you never heard? Have you never understood? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth. He never grows weak or weary. This is interesting. No one can measure the depths of the things he understands about you 
about me, about life, about the present, the past, and the future. You can't begin to, there's no way for you to fathom what God knows and what he's working with as it relates to you. Do you, do you understand, do you understand that there are days when you wake up where Satan has determined, I'm going to kill her today. And God never even bothers you with it. Angels are are moving frantically around you to protect you, to cut you off, to slow you down. Um, 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 delaying the stoplight by two seconds here, ten seconds over there. Um, knowing, that you, knowing that you're so underdeveloped in certain areas that he could get someone to provoke you because he knows you'll stop the fight. He knows you'll stop, you, you, you pause for this argument. It delays you long enough where the enemy doesn't catch you over there. He, God never tells you about it. And then you'll say something dumb at the end of the day like nothing good happened today. Not even knowing that he stopped you about 20 times from being cut off. When you pass by in your road rage and blow your horn and say, idiot, you didn't know that the guy had a gun in the car and he was having a bad day. When he went to reach for it, something said to him, you better not. See, we don't, you don't understand. We, there's no way to measure the depths of his understanding concerning the things that we live with and deal with. Stay tuned for more of today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. Pick up the new release from Stellar Award nominees, Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir, titled True Story, featuring the lead single, It Is So. Pick up the chart-topping release from Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir titled True Story. In stores now and available at all digital outlets. Let's go! Have you subscribed to Hart Ramsey's Uplift? It's his national text message service where daily you get to hear from the heart of God through the man of God. Heart Ramsey. To subscribe, simply text the word Uplift to the number 46786. Once again, text the word Uplift to the number 46786. And daily you'll receive a text message designed to uplift your spirit, encourage your heart, and empower your walk. Subscribe today to Heart Ramsey's Uplift. Amen. Imagine being filled with a peace so deep that the world around you can't touch it. Pastor Hart Ramsey is on a mission to help believers understand what it means to have a healthy, prayer-based relationship with God. He's doing that through his brand new book titled Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer. Prayer at first was a struggle because, you know, it, it really takes faith to pray. You have to, you have to trust that God is like a person, he's a real person, and that he's the one that invented the concept of prayer. In this book, you'll learn how to ensure your relationship with God is based on a new and improved covenant, which dangerous prayer habits to avoid, and what to do when prayer doesn't yield the answers you want. It's time to trust God enough to make your prayer life truly about Him. Yes. Pick up your copy of Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer from Hart Ramsey, available now at Amazon, iTunes, and wherever books are sold. Now let's get back to today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. Now um, go to uh, Jeremiah 51, 15. The Lord made the earth by his power. He preserves it by his wisdom. 
with his own understanding. When, by, the, God, by the things God understood, he set everything in motion so that when you look at the universe, you wonder, you have to wonder this. How is it possible that the earth has all the necessary elements in the right percentages and proportions to keep us alive? If one of those elements go off a little bit, we all die. Isn't it interesting? It's by, the, it's by, by the understanding of the Lord. It's the things he understands. We will never fathom it. Now, um, another scripture I want you to put there is Psalm 147, verse, verses 1 through 5. We read this on last week. This is the one we had a problem finding. It says, praise the Lord. How good to sing praises to our God. How delightful and how fitting. Verse 2, the Lord is rebuilding Jerusalem and bringing the exiles back to Israel. Verse 3, he heals the brokenhearted and bandages their wound. Isn't, how many of you are glad about that? Yeah, he heals the brokenhearted and he bandages their wound. The Bible says he counts the stars, and we, we pointed this out on last week, and call them, not, not by, just by name, he calls them all. That's the fascination, is that we, we say that's, 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 uh, that's a little dipper, that's a big dipper, that's a little star, that's, that's this. But, but God calls every single star by its name. That's not a big deal to you? In our galaxy alone, there's 200 billion in our galaxy alone, and, in the, and, the, and there are 200 billion galaxies that we know about. Billion with a B. He names every star in every galaxy. He knows them all by name. Every person that's born into the earth, God knows the exact amount of hair follicles they have. When you lift it, by the time they put you in the casket, he knows how many, hair, how many hairs are grown out of each follicle. He knows exactly everything about you to perfection. You're not dealing with Pokemon. This is not some pocket God. He's not a genie. I'm going to show you this now. The Bible says in verse 5, How great is our Lord. His power is absolute. It's not, it's not cut. It's pure. His understanding, I love this, is beyond your comprehension. There is no way in the world you could comprehend. I don't, we could get all the greatest minds into this room from every generation and get them to tell what they know about physics and, and uh, uh, astrology and all the de- and physiology and f- uh, all this stuff, and they will not even come close to comprehending the understanding of God, the things that God knows. And the scripture that gets me is this, Jeremiah 33. And verse 1, while Jeremiah was still confined in the courtyard of the, of the guard, the Lord gave him this second message. Hold right there. This, Jeremiah 33, is a chapter that is famous for its third verse. If you don't read the Bible on a regular, um, you, you've heard Jeremiah 33 and 3 before. But I want to read it from verse 1 to show you the context of it. The context is God, is, God speaks to Jeremiah while he's in jail. And many times what God will do is he'll come to you in your confinement, in your confining situation. God will come to you and he will say something to you that is absolutely mind-blowing. The problem is, is that when trouble hits our lives, we become so frustrated with God that we stop listening. You know, as a pastor, let me tell you something. And people don't get that. I want to help you out. I'm going to help you out. I'm going to say two things. And LP is going to repeat this when he comes to life. You know, I was in prayer last night and, and I was praying. Everybody went in. At one point, I went into, and someone came and tapped me while I was praying. Saints of God. Saints of the living God. 
when you go in, in the spirit, I need to go in too. You need me in. (laughs) Stop coming to me when I'm praying. That's a sidebar. Stop doing it. LP going to remind you after the Bible study. Don't do it. It's, it's just so inconsiderate. You know, you, you treat pastors sometimes like we're not people who need the Lord. Amen. Amen. Oh, Lord, deal me. I didn't got to come talk to you. No, you don't have to come talk to me. You wanted to. What you need to do is just stay. Get, if you're in the presence of God, if you're in the presence of God and the Lord is ministering to you, what can I do that he can't do? I'm, I'm saying, I mean, listen, check it out. You with God. You with God. We all went in. You with God. Why would you come out to come talk to me? There's nothing I can tell you. That, just stay there with him. Say, so it was just helping me really heavy. Tell him. Check it, this is on me really heavy. And you'd be surprised. I think, okay. I, I just, I have to say that. Okay, so Jeremiah was still confined in the courtyard of the guard. Confinement means he was in prison. The Lord gave him this second message, verse 2. This is what the Lord says. And notice the word Lord is in all caps. And here's what I told you about that. Whenever you see the word Lord in caps, it's not speaking of God in general. It's not talking about Elohim. It's talking about um, um, Yahweh. Now, I I I want to explain something to you that I don't know if you knew this. But the names Jehovah and Yahweh, it's the same name. How many of you knew that? How many of you did not know that? Okay, let me explain to you how it works. How many of you did not know that? Let me see by show of hands. Okay, or how many of you did know that? Okay, the way it works is like this. If you take the vowels out of Jehovah, and really the IJ is, um, is actually a Y in Hebrew. It's Yehovah. And you take the, the, uh, the E, um, the O, and the A out, and you squish the letters together. That's what the Jews did. They, they took all the vowels out, and it becomes Yahweh. You put the vowels back in, it becomes Jehovah. You got it? So God, whenever you see that name, it's the, he's, he's saying, I'm the personal God. And look at this now. The Bible says, this is what God, or Lord, the Lord, the personal God says. The Lord, again, who made uh, the earth, who formed and established it, whose name is what? Why would he say three times? You know why? Because what comes next has to do with the fact that he revealed his name. As the personal God. He wants you to see him as the personal God based on the fact that you, there's some things in your life that you don't understand. And so how, look at his, how he sets it up. Go back, to verse, go back to verse 2. Look how he sets it up. He says, this is what the Lord says. The Lord who made the earth and formed and established it. The one who has understanding about things that you don't understand. This is what he says. Look at verse 3. He says, ask me. And I will tell you remarkable secrets you do not know th- uh, uh, about things to come. Look at verse, uh, give me um, King James, please. Everybody read this out loud. Ready? Read. Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou... Okay, I, I'm going to keep reiterating what these great and mighty things are. I did it in the prayer conference. I'm going to do it again tonight. The words great and mighty are not synonyms. What they are, they're two different types of information that's hidden from you. Okay? And they're hidden from me. The, the things that are great, the word in Hebrew, the word for great means important and significant things. Everybody say important. Everybody say significant. Okay, now let me show you why they're important and significant. Because every problem that you walk through has one thing. You think it's a bunch of things, it's one thing. The enemy is working with one thing. 
He camouflages it. He hides it. He stashes it. So you think you need more money. But money is not what you need. No, not at that time. Sometimes you, you, I tell you, I just need a new relationship. And sometimes a new relationship is not what you need. See, what the enemy does, he, he pushes you in the direction. He markets to you what he wants you to think you need. And the reason you keep making decisions, you're making these decisions in the dark, is because you, you think that's what you need. And here's how it works. If you don't go to the Lord, knowing that he is the Lord that knows everything, he understands things that you don't understand, then you'll keep making the same decisions, thinking that you're making the right decision. The great things of God are the, everybody said the important things. It's, it's, it's the one, you know, um, I don't even know this. Um, there is, let me see if it's here. I don't, know, I don't think this has one. But most of these things that, that are just up and down, you adjust them to the height you want, and you put a, a bolt in there. It's called a linchpin. The linchpin. Um, you remove the linchpin, the whole thing falls apart. That's, the, the great thing that the Lord is talking about is that one thing in your situation that's holding the, the devil's whole plan together. One thing. Everybody say one thing. He said, I will, he said, call unto me, I will answer you. I will show you great things. He said, but I'll also show you mighty things. And when I, when, I, when I study this in the Hebrew, it's interesting. The word mighty here speaks of things that are fenced in. Fenced in. It means that they're, they're, they're top secret. The enemy, what he's done is, is uh, even the, uh, the God can reveal to you the great things. The one thing you need to do. Okay, what do I need? I, I, in, in this area, I just need faith. But now, he begins to, the enemy begins to hide information from you. And there's no way for you to find it. And so God said, if you come to me and you ask me, I'll show you the significant things in your situation, the important things. But not only that, I'll reveal things to you. Watch this. That you could never figure out on your own. I'll reveal them to you. They will just come up in your heart. I'll, all of a sudden, I'll send you down that road or I'll, I'll tell you, walk, go to that building or I need you to call this person. Someone will come on your heart. What is God doing? He's showing you the mighty things, the things that are fenced in, the things that only... Or uh, by revelation, they have to be revealed to you. Everybody said they have to be revealed. They have to be revealed. And some things, you, you say, Pastor, well, um, I figured out eventually. No. What, the mighty things the Bible talks about, it says you, you can never figure them out. But you know why? Because when you're looking in a certain direction, thinking, when Amy has you convinced that this is what you need. So um, I'll give you a good example. A lady came to me some years ago. She said, Pastor, she said, um, she said, I love this church. She said, I've never heard the word like this before. My life has changed. And she said, but I just got a job. I, told you, I think I told this story before. And she said, she said um, the job moved her to Atlanta. So she went to Atlanta. Made more money. Got a bigger home. Got a better car. Heard from her about a year or so later. And here's what she said. She said, I got a better job. Bigger home, better car. She said, I never found a church that teaches the word. Like I was getting the word in Dothan. She said, my spiritual life has slacked off. And she said, the crazy thing about it is, she said, the cost of living in Atlanta is higher. So the pay that I make is basically the same. She thought she needed more money. God sent it to, and she said, she, was, she wasn't from Dothan. She said, God sent me here to Dothan to get the word. And she said, and I thought, she said, I thought I needed money. She said, Pastor, I needed the word. So she moves back 
She comes back. She says she gets the word, gets the word. And then the promotion comes that God called for her to get. And she goes. Now she writes back a year later. She said, Pastor, you know what? The Lord moved me here. Now she's blessed. Now her life. See how it works? The enemy wants you to think you need, you need, I just need a promotion. I just need to be in charge. I need to be in control. No. But you, you may need to submit. Sometimes I just need more control. You may need less. Okay, so um, I'm going to show you a couple other things. Is this helping you? I want, I want to show you something. I want to talk to you about a word. A word. When, when God understands things that we don't understand, the greatest difficult, difficulty for the Lord is that we don't trust his understanding because we don't understand it. So God will make a decision about my life, and I become like Job. I become so frustrated because I don't know what's going on. And what bothers me also is Job has some friends. He, they were, Job called them, he's telling them they were horrible counselors. And sometimes what happens is that your friends will come along, and your friends will tell you, you deserve better. I mean, you should, there's no way you should be going through this. And, and what, they, they make you impatient so that you don't appreciate what God is doing. Or you run into critics who want to condemn you for what you're going through. As if you, you're able to create your own circumstances. You got it? So what has to happen, I'm going to show you this word. There's a word in the scripture, it comes up a lot. It's the word obey or the word obedience. We hope you've enjoyed today's teaching courtesy of On Course with Heart Ramsey. We invite you to join the NCC family for our weekly services in Dothan and Montgomery, Alabama, and Atlanta, Georgia. For service times and locations, visit our website, nccfamily.org. Again, nccfamily.org. We invite you to follow Pastor Hart Ramsey on social media, on Twitter, at Hart Ramsey, on Facebook, at Hart Ramsey Media, and on Instagram, at Pastor Hart Ramsey. Be sure to join us next time as we continue to dive into God's Word as we get on course with Hart Ramsey.